Long History After Magellan Part 10 Urdaneta Spice Islands Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of Long History's After Magellan. This is the first document we're looking at as part of our series called Forgotten Voyages. This is the last episode serialising this document, which is about the first Spanish expedition to attempt to reach the Spice Islands after Magellan's famous journey. This later voyage was initially headed by Commander Garcia Jofre de Loaiza, although he died in the Pacific in an earlier episode. This document was written by Captain Andres de Urdaneta, a friar and explorer who took part in the expedition. This journey began on the 24th of July 1525 and Urdaneta's account continues to include his decade on the Spice Islands before his return to Europe in 1536. The original Spanish has been exclusively translated for long history. Now this is the final episode and Urdaneta has already actually made it back to Spain after almost 12 years away. During that long period, Urdaneta circumnavigated the world, spending many years in the Spice Islands before managing to hitch lifts on Portuguese ships to get back home. The return to Portugal and then on to Spain happened in the last episode, and in this episode, Urdaneta gives us further information, giving us a summary, or what amounts to a summary, of the Spice Islands and how they were viewed by a Spaniard in the early to mid-1500s. So I hope you enjoy this final episode of After Magellan, Urdaneta's Spice Islands. The Moluccas Islands with Cloves, Otidore, Ternate, Motil, Makian and Bajan. On the other islands, although there are cloves, they are not gathered. In Ternate, which is barely one degree to the north of the line, when the cloves are in season, some 500 quintals are gathered. The Portuguese fortress is on this island. In Tidore, which is some two-thirds of a degree north of the line, when cloves are in season, 3,500 quintals of cloves are gathered. In Motil, which is at half a degree, when they are in season, 1,000 quintals are gathered. In Makian, which is one-third of a degree north of the line, 3,500 quintals of cloves are gathered when they are in season. In Bachan, which is partly on the equinoctial line, mostly south of the line, 600 quintals of cloves are gathered when they are in season. In this way, in all five of the said islands, in years when there are a great deal of cloves, 11,600 quintals of cloves are gathered, more or less, and at other times only five or 6,000 quintals are gathered. When we arrived there, in Maluco, one bahar of cloves, which is more than four quintals, was worth two ducados. When we left there, one bahar was worth ten ducados between the Indians, which has led to many Portuguese traders going there every year. The Banda Islands are to the north of Maluco, around 80 leagues. They are still in the southern quarter, at around 8 degrees. In these islands, nuts and mace are gathered. At one or another year, 7,500 nuts and 1,000 quintals of mace are gathered. On the said islands of Banda, one bahar of nuts is worth five quintals because they are better than those of Maluco. One bahar of mace is always around seven times that of nuts. To the east of these Banda islands there are many islands from which gold is brought to Banda to be sold, although not much. The Portuguese and the Spanish have never been to these islands, only the Indians deal with each other. Between Maluco and Banda are the islands of Ambon, called by the Indians another name, Java. On these islands there are many supplies, and one of them is very big. There are clove trees, but few, the plant being brought from Maluco. On these Ambon Islands many junks are made, which are used for navigating those parts. To the east of Maluco is the island of Patachina, which was named by Magellan Gilolo. This island runs from the equinoctial line to three degrees to the north. The kingdom of Gilolo is on the western part of this island. 
it will be 150 leagues round, because I circumnavigated it by sea. On this island there are many supplies, such as pigs and goats, as well as hens and fish and rice, palm wine, coconut and breadfruit. Those of Maluka also get provisions from this island. The western side of this island runs north to south, and next to it is Maluko. The kings of Maluko subject Patachina and the other islands of the region. To the east of the island of Patachina, there are many other islands, called the Papuas. The people from here are all black, with curled hair like guineas. They are all archers. From these islands, gold is taken to Pachan, not much, but good quality. According to the Indians, there are many of these Papua islands. To the northeast of Maluco, there is an archipelago of islands which are very close to each other. A Portuguese Fusta boat discovered it 200 leagues from Maluco. They are from 3 to 9 degrees in the north. To the north of Maluco is Talau, at 5 degrees in the northern part. We stopped at this island on the way to Maluco, and the Indians of this said island told us that, to the east, there were another two islands with a great deal of gold, called Kalubu and Lalibu. To the northeast of Maluco is Bendena at 6 degrees 120 leagues. It is from 6 degrees to 10 degrees north of the line. On this island cinnamon is born and there is a great deal of gold. We heard that pearls are fished for in great quantities. Each year two junks from China go to do business. Off the northern side of Bendanao, news was heard from Tristan de Taide, captain of the Maluco fortress, in the year 1534, that there was an island rich in gold. Tristan de Taide was preparing a ship to send there. Towards the southeast of Bendanao, within sight of her, is Sanguin. On this island of Sanguin, the caravel Santa Maria de Parral capsized, after the people of the ship had killed the captain. When the ship capsized, Indians attacked them, killing most of them and capturing the others. To the west of Maluco, there is an archipelago of islands called Celebes. The Indians from these islands go to Maluco every year, taking gold to sell, although not in large quantities. To the southwest of Maluco, there is a large island called Tubuai. Here there is a lot of iron in great quantities, which supplies all the said islands in those parts, and also is taken to Java and to Timor and Borneo. I was on the said island with the Indians of Gilolo, and all the iron they sell is worked. To the west of this island, nearby, are the islands of Masacares, where there is a great deal of gold. A Portuguese fuster boat went shamelessly to take them, and because they went to fight with the Indians of one of those islands against those of another island, they gave them a certain amount of gold, each one of the pirates being given more than 300 ducados. The Indians also wanted to give the Portuguese some 10 cates of gold, which is 20 pounds, for their verse boat, but the Portuguese did not want to sell their verse boat for any price, so they continued on their journey. Next to the said island of Tubuai, on the east, is a small island that is called Bangai, which has a king. The people of this island are very warlike, ruling over the main part of the large island and many other islands. He has good relations around those parts. I have been on that island and when I was there, the queen had died and for around 40 days that I was there, more than 150 men and women were killed. They said it was done so that they could accompany the queen to the other world. They do the same when the king dies. This said king of Bangai is very rich and has collected a great deal of gold. To the south of Maluco, around 60 leagues from Tidore, is a large island called Buru, with other islands around it. On this island there is nothing other than basic supplies, and the people there are unwitting and communicative. 
There are many other islands around Maluco, although we have not had dealings with them, and are largely yet to be discovered and claimed. Your Serene Majesty will know that although they say there that the King of Portugal has no influence in Maluco, saying that there are few cloves in these parts, the people of this opinion are mistaken, because, along with the dealings in cloves and with the nuts and mace in India, without counting what comes to these parts, so the King of Portugal and many other Portuguese people acquire and gain great wealth because, although they only bring 500 quintals of cloves, 100 of mace and 200 of nuts each year to Portugal, those same Portuguese go to Ormoz at the entrance to the Persian Sea, and each year sell more than 6,000 quintals of cloves. There are even years when they sell more than 10,000 quintals of cloves. They also sell more than 6,000 quintals of nutmeg and more than 800 quintals of mace, because Moorish traders purchase all the said spices on the said island of Ormoz, and from there they go on to Arabia and Persia and all of Asia up to Turkey. Your Serene Majesty will know that each year 6,000 quintals of cloves can be brought from Maluco, if Your Majesty should choose to order contracts to be arranged in Maluco. There are years when it will be possible to bring more than 11,000 quintals, because in some years the trees bear much more fruit than in other years. Also, 800 quintals came to be brought from the Bandar Islands each year, one and another, and some years more. Your Majesty will also know that in Maluco there is a great deal of ginger that can also be brought when cured, as the Portuguese do. In Maluco it is also possible to find cinnamon that is traded with Vendena, which can also be brought to Spain, although I do not know the quantities. Also, from Maluco, deals from pepper can be arranged from Java's King of Dema, because this King of Dema has great quantities of pepper and is an enemy of the Portuguese. He has heard of the Spanish and the wars that we had in Maluco with the Portuguese. For this reason, he is inclined to be friends of the Castilians and to trade with them. This trade can be done with the Banda people, because they sail to those parts and as a result with the people of Ambon, because they have many junks which can be used to transport the said pepper to Maluco. If your majesty were inclined to order agreements to be made in Maluco, so that all the clove collected in those islands be brought to Spain, and also the nutmeg and mace, they would, by necessity, have to come from all parts to buy the said spices and drugs, from whichever part it would serve your majesty to make such agreements because your majesty should know that there is no other as yet discovered place in the whole universe with cloves, nuts and mace other than in these said islands and so these said islands of Maluco and Banda would be very much in your majesty's interest. There will not be any years when the cloves, nuts and mace that are brought are not worth up to 600,000 ducados to your majesty. Furthermore, ginger and cinnamon could be brought and, by dealing with java, pepper, which could be also of great interest. Your Majesty will therefore see in this account that around Maluco there are many rich islands and good conquests. There is, furthermore, potential for trade with China, which can be arranged in Maluco. Dated in Valladolid, 26th of February, 1537, Andres de Urdaneta. So here we see Urdaneta writing a summary of the potential for trade in the Spice Islands, in a report addressed directly to the King. So that's it for the latest document on long history about a journey that is often attributed to Loaisa, because he was the initial commander on the uh, voyage, but as we now know he died early on in this account, while Urdaneta spent another 10 years in the area. So although Urdaneta did make it round the world, it was a journey with a long stop in between. 
Thank you for listening to Long Histories After Magellan. I've got another two of these, what I've called forgotten journeys planned. So listen out for those in future. Make sure you subscribe to be notified when they're released. If you've made it to this part of the episode, please like it to help share it with other people. We're slowly building up quite a bank of these documents. We've now got Magellan, Columbus, a couple of documents about the Philippines, not to mention early exploration of the southern United States. So if you can't wait for the next document, those are already available to explore. Thank you for listening to this final episode of After Magellan, Urdaneta's Spice Islands. Goodbye.